0: Welcome back, this is Origins and Adaptations, Episode 3, Attack <laughs> of Andrew and Cody.
1: <laughs> Revenge of the <laughs>
0: Sith Nerd Jedi thingamajig. We're just rapping, we're just rapping, we're, rappin', we're, rappin', we're just being random and,
1: and rappin'. rapping. Rapping yeah. randoms? Ra- random rappers. H-Core.
0: Uh, like Jolly Ranchers. I don't know why I just made a Star Wars reference. I mean, I guess Star Wars is Marvel-related, so that's good. (laughs) This is a marvel Marvel episode.
1: Yeah, because uh, Avengers Age of Ultron comes out today. Came out today. And I will be seeing it tomorrow. And this fine young gentleman right next to me is seeing it tonight. Very excited. Uh, We are very, very excited. I'm trying to stay off the internet for as long as I can today. Yeah. Nothing is spoiled.
0: I don't want to know anything. Actually, the beauty of me seeing Age of Ultron tonight is that... I just said that really fast. The beauty of me seeing Age of Ultron tonight, from my perspective, is that I don't really know anything about Ultron. Yeah. And I know a lot about the Avengers and their other adventures, Mm -hmm. but I don't really know much about Ultron. I don't know anything that happens in this movie. I haven't let any spoilers leak into my... Facebook page. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I've kept it so quiet for myself, but I'm well, glad that I did. I'm going to be really excited and stoked. All I know is that, well, for one thing, the movie is a little more serious than the first one, they're saying. Yeah. And so it's, it's a little darker tone. So for all you guys who enjoyed the, the, the pot shot jokes of the first one, I'm sure there'll be a little bit of that, but... You'll be disappointed if you're looking for more of that because it's going to be less of that this time.
1: Yeah, and especially since it's gotten to this point where there's so many Marvel movies that they they can do that with other movies. They mm-hmm. can they can use those jokes and bring it into that because if every single movie is just well, comedy, yeah. comedy, comedy, it's all like that's cool and all, but we're not getting any like congruent storyline here. I mean, that's with Guardians. I was that's just gonna a, say, a big one is it's funny and it's great all the way throughout. You have great characters, you have a great cast, but the story, if you think about it, is so simple. Oh, yeah. It's very simple, and it doesn't really, all I did was push the Thanos stuff. Thanos stuff.
0: Yeah, I was actually gonna say, we, so we were watching Guardians the other night, and once you see it on the little screen, not on the big screen, and you're not overwhelmed with all the amazingness that is, oh, the, the visual,
1: the visual effects,
0: the is- visual spectacularity, mm-hmm. as it were, um, you realize mm-hmm. the plot's quite stripped down Yeah It's really basic, straightforward stuff But it's a really funny movie But I th- I think that Avengers Kind of started that Because it, it was yeah. one of the first Like, okay, we're, we have this team of superheroes well, they, And we're going to be had their, Except for maybe Incredible Hulk They've all had their yeah. comedic sides Yeah, but them. I thought Avengers was so much more thoroughly Yeah Enjoyable as far as the humor goes oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah Thor, in my opinion, had some moments where they tried to make Jane Foster and her sidekick funny. Gosh. And I mean, <laughs> I could talk trash about Kat Dennings and Natalie Portman in that movie, but I'm not going to. No. I, I just thought they tried to make things funny that weren't really that funny to me. And those same situations in Avengers with different actors and different yeah. different, I should say better dialogue, mm-hmm. turns out better. Um, But they don't need to keep repeating that with the Avengers. No. Guardians, I think, should be the franchise that carries that on. Guardians, um, I think
1: Ant-Man's going to carry that on. Yes. Scott Lang in the comics is a very comedic character, Mm -hmm. so I feel they're going to... It's Paul Rudd. Yeah. The guy is comedy gold. Gosh, the end of that trailer is so funny. (laughs) With the train (laughs) smash. Yeah. That's so funny. So yeah, so today I figure since this movie's coming out, we'll talk about the history of the Marvel movies... That have been coming out these past few years with the whole MCU universe and how that all started. So, skipping just, over the original Spider Man trilogy yeah, X-Men and all that. Yeah, we'll skip those. We'll just stick with the Marvel stuff. We won't go too far out because the other ones aren't in the universe, so they don't, they okay. don't have anything to do with what we're talking about. Um, so, the first movie that came out with the Marvel Cinematic Universe was Iron Man back in 2008. Yeah, such a long seven years ago. No one was alive. Then. <laughs> no one was alive back then. Uh,
0: yeah, it was a long time ago, and I can't I can't believe that was the same year that uh, the Dark Knight came out. Yeah. And the same was it the same season?
1: Was it the same time of year? Around well, so Marvel movies come out in May, April, May area. Batman the, the came game. out a little bit a it little was bit later. It was the summer. Late summer. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: I can't believe it was so long ago because. See to me, the second installment in the Dark Knight trilogy mm-hmm. still feels fairly new. I think it's just the the old the way it's yeah. But what's interesting is the first Iron Man feels like so long ago yeah. because there have been it's so many a storm of Marvel yeah. movies, yeah, blasting through the uh, the theaters the past I don't know six years, yeah, seven seven years,
1: yeah, around there. There's been yeah, so many,
0: years, yeah. um, and they've all taken. The characters to new heights, and
1: mm-hmm. so so Iron Man came out, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing that movie and thinking, this is the first time I've gone to a superhero film in theaters, and actually superly enjoyed myself on the Marvel side. Mm-hmm. I love the Batman series, so that wasn't the case for all superheroes. Just on the Marvel side, because when I was a kid, I never saw. Spider Man in the theaters. I always saw it on DVD when we got it. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first Spider Man I saw in theaters was Spider Man Three. So it's like oh, and then the first X Men movie I saw in theaters was X Men Three. Me too. It's like (laughs) like, uh, and I never saw the Fantastic Four movies um, in theaters, and it just kind of was this. So I saw Iron Man in the production, and I had I had read up on Iron Man, and I had. You Know Me, where I go and I research a character. This is why I pretty much started doing that kind of stuff. And when I saw the movie, I said, wow, they did so much right. (laughs) Like, it was just so well done. Robert Downey Jr. portrays Tony Stark so well. All the characters are just awesome. And it's just the first time I've been able to say that about a Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, And so it it was just really fun. And then they announced Incredible Hulk. Um, soon after, that Incredible Hulk is coming out, so I got excited for that as well. And then, at the end of Incredible Hulk, and this is what pretty much started all of this, um, you have Tony Stark coming to uh, General, the General um, at the very end and saying, uh, I, need, I need your Hulk. Yeah. And so it was I kind of that. this, oh! And then you have Nick Fury at the end of the first Iron Man and going... I'm, I'm, here putting, talk, he, I'm here to talk. I'm here to talk you about the Avenger initiative. Yeah. yeah, And then you, of course, you have um, Iron Man two. All throughout, you have Nick Fury is in it. Yeah, um, Coulson's in it, and Black so you Widow. have Black Widow's, Yep, she comes. That's when she first appears because she's his secretary for a while, and then she yeah. goes and kicks butt all the way through the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, and then you have at one point the prototype to Captain America's shield. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a little teaser
0: in the first Iron Man where the where you can see the shield sticking out from under a cover.
1: Yeah, uh, you it's like a brief second. Yeah, but and then the second one has him. He was using that to prop up uh, the thing so he could get his little heart going. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Um. So and then soon after that, Coulson left and said, "I have uh, business to do." and Uh, Arizona, New Mexico. New Mexico. and That was Thor. And that was Thor, because he went to go find the hammer, because Mjolnir was there. And so that was the end. He says, we found it. Which is like, what?
0: Thor Thor. was... Okay, I want to interrupt and say, Thor was a big thing for me, despite that movie's hiccups. It was a big thing for me, because that was really bringing in the high fantasy element. Oh, yeah. Into the Marvel Universe, because Iron Man was very much... You know, it, it's high-tech mm-hmm. gadgets and yeah. sci-fi, but we've seen that in a million movies that aren't even superhero-related. Yeah. Seeing Thor in that world was a big thing for me because I was reading a lot of Michael J. Straczynski Thor at that yeah, time. which is awesome. It was so good. And I hadn't seen the movies yet, but I was reading those books at the time, and I was like, I really want to see this flick. And uh, Chris Evans, or probably Chris Hemsworth, can't, I can't confuse this guy. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth portrays that character...
1: So perfectly, I'd be disappointed if they had anyone else. Yeah, definitely, especially at this point. I mean, there's no reason to change it. And then you have... The thing I liked about Thor is the first half of that movie was so enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And it's because it was all set in Asgard, and it was all this like, go, 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 you have the the Warriors 3, you have Jotunheim, you have Loki, you have Sif, you have all these awesome characters... I know we don't want to rag, but... And then he goes to Earth, and it becomes so boring. Yeah. Because you have these boring characters. Yeah. And it's like... Go back to the awesome adventure characters. And I'm not even talking about because... Uh, Jane Foster and Kat Dennings, like... I know a lot of people are like, Oh, it's because he's just on, like, the women of the cast. That's not true, because Lady Sif is awesome. Yeah. And I wish... Lady Sif was in more stuff because I like her so much. That actress's name? Uh, Jamie Alexander? Yeah. yeah. She's really talented, really attractive, yeah. perfect yeah. for that role. Perfect. And it's not like she's. It's not like you've taken this character and you've done the whole Black Widow thing where you've made her this super like, buxom woman and made her like the sex appeal of the thing. Lady Sif didn't have too much sex appeal. It's like she was always in armor. Yeah. And so, like, that's what made her awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, I just wish there was more focus on those characters, especially with what's happening soon mm-hmm. with Thor Ragnarok, which is more based on the characters of Asgard, less on the characters of Earth. And yeah. so, it's like, I, they should have been building those characters it's up the, more.
0: It was the first Thor. They should have focused on the... The grandiose, fantastic, you know, element of it all. Yeah. Just, just, just yeah. the, the, the lo- these characters are larger than life. Oh, yeah. They are completely blown out of proportion, and you're focusing on the little guys. Yeah. The, the, the humans yeah. who can't do anything, the helpless mm-hmm. humans. It, it was a little bit of a disappointment for me. Yeah. Because uh, they're trying to show a Thor's human side, but I thought they almost tried to do that a little too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Miller had a great. Quote uh, talking about Superman and Batman and how comic books do something that movies can't do, and mm-hmm. he said. He said uh, I don't I don't need to see sweat stains under Superman's arms. I want to see him fly. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that some movies focus in on too much is mm-hmm. let's see how he, let's see how humanistic we can make these superheroes. Yeah. We don't always need that. Sometimes no. it works, but I think that for Thor, in Thor's case, they almost made him too. Well, boring by keeping him around. Boring characters. Yes, and I might sound
1: opinionated on that, but that's no, just it, that's just it's what I think. Totally valid. I know a lot of people found. I mean, they found the humor of Cat Dennings, and I will I will have to say that Cat Dennings' humor in the first one was m- more bearable than it was in the second one. Oh yeah, like I was able to go. Okay, that was kind of funny. And like yeah. when I first saw it, I did laugh here and there. Um, but her character in the second one is just like, I just didn't care about them anymore. It is the second one that I'm thinking of more yeah. as far as her being...
0: Yeah, irritating. she was more
1: enjoyable in the first one. Yeah. But the characters still were just... Compared to the vastness and colorfulness and full of character in Asgard, they just... They were so bland. Yeah, they, so like,
0: they should have focused, in my opinion, maybe... Had the time on Earth more toward the end. Mm-hmm. Have them go through the same trial, yeah. But you don't need to have that be all time. the movie, yeah. yeah. So that's just that's just my my gripe with Thor. Yeah. And then of course after that we had Captain America:
1: Captain the First America, Avenger, which was awesome. I liked it, and I know a lot of people didn't. It was like so it, good. I thought but it was great. The thing I loved about it is it was a very comic book movie. Yeah. That I mean that you had the parts where he's like that little montage scene where he's throwing the grenades into yeah. the giant monstrosities of tanks and yeah. like they explode. Like, that's a, those are like comic book panels. Yeah, exactly. like, I love this movie because it just, it didn't hold back on it. didn't try to do like a realistic take on why he is Captain America. You know so something? Like, this dude has super serums.
0: I think comic book movies need more montages because they are like panels. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they do. Yeah. And that scene where you, you see him throwing a shield and it bouncing mm-hmm. everywhere and, and then still coming back to him, it made yeah. you feel like you were actually reading a comic book. Yeah. Um, so I love that one. I think uh, this, the second one even up the game from there.
1: Oh, yeah. And that's that's the thing about the Phase 2 movies, which was pretty interesting, because after Captain America, at the very end, you didn't have a scene. They didn't have a scene at the very end. It was the that's trailer right. for Avengers. That's what it was. That's right. And so this was the first trailer we had ever seen for Avengers, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I remember seeing it, I was just like, uh. "Yeah!" And especially since at the end of the trailer, it had Hulk, Thor, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Iron Man, and Captain America all in a circle. And I've talked about this many times. And it was all of my my superheroes, all my superheroes, on the screen mm-hmm. in action poses. And it was actually happening. This wasn't just me, like, thinking it in my mind, going, you know, that would be so cool if all of them got together and they were, like, taking someone on. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is happening. This is awesome. And so that was the end of Captain America. And the Avengers came out, and it blew everyone's expectations out of the water. Um, it was just amazing. Hit records, broke records. La-di-da. It was awesome. And mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it, go see it now because it's awesome. I'm saying that fourth time. Awesome. Um, And then Iron Man 3 came out, which, in my opinion, is the second weakest. I wouldn't say it's the first. The second one, I would say, is more weak than the The third The second
0: one seems to take the most heat out of any of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Iron Man 2? I think so. I
1: would say the Thor movies do.
0: I don't I've, know. Seen, I've seen. I don't think
1: so. Actually, the thing about Iron Man two though is it still has Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man. It's still an Iron Man movie, so it's it's still good. In my opinion, the Thor movies are at the bottom of the rock. Uh,
0: yeah, perhaps. What do you think about the second movie? Second the Second Iron the, Man. The second Thor
1: movie. Oh, second Thor movie, I have my quarrels with. Um, it was just. There just wasn't enough substance in the movie. That's how I felt about and it. And the last half of the movie is really the only, like, good half. Because, um, once again, they went back to Earth. And it's all yeah, like, yeah. okay, Thor does a lot of his dealings in Asgard. Mm-hmm. That's a, where a lot of his battles take place. He does battles on Earth with the Avengers when he can, when he can help them. But he does a lot of his stuff back in Asgard trying to defend Asgard. Mm-hmm. And so that was my thing is like, why are we going back here? And Lady Sif is right there, but then he chooses Jane Foster. And it goes, it just bugs me because I think she's so much better of a character and a person than uh, Jane Foster.
0: Jane Foster, in the comic books is one thing. In the movies...
1: Yeah, it's different.
0: They didn't... Because in the comics,
1: you had had, uh, Donald Blake.
0: Yeah, who was a doctor. Yeah. And they kind of had that in common. They Mm -hmm. kind of... So in the comics, We're able to riff off of one another, whereas Thor doesn't really have a reason to feel any connection. No, with Jane Foster. No. I mean, the the weak argument that I get from a lot of people is, well, you can't stop love, and love yeah. is love is, uh, or you don't choose who you fall in. Yeah. Under. Yeah. Maybe not in real life. In the movies, you kind of need a little you, bit of substance. You also get to choose. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like in real life when one of your friends is infatuated with someone and they have no business being with them. Yeah.
1: You get mad at them. Yeah, it's oh the yeah. same way when
0: you watch a movie. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you get mad. Yeah, and with this in the comics, the reason it's so much different is because um, how Thor interacts with uh, Midgard, which is Earth, in the comics is so much different. Um, so Donald Blake is actually Thor, while Thor's not there. So Donald Blake is a guy who found a staff, and when he hits the staff, he turns into Thor, mm-hmm. um, and so him and Thor are actually two different They're people. two
0: separate guys. Um, Donald Blake actually goes somewhere. There's a name for the realm he is in when he's not Thor. Yeah. I
1: forget the...
0: It's, name like, a pe- it's yeah. like a peace realm. Basically, yeah. he doesn't feel any negativity when he's there. I, be- I believe it's basically... And he can still talk to Thor. Like, he still yeah. sees everything that Thor does. And he he's can still talk to him. He's just somewhere else. He's just not there. He's kind of in isolation, but it's a yeah. peaceful isolation. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And so
1: Donald Blake in the comics has a relationship with Jane Foster. And so, that isn't Thor. In the comics, Thor has a relationship with multiple women, but in the end it comes down to that he loves Sif. Mm-hmm. Like, he... With the, the run that you have... Why, it's the like, Straczynski run. Yeah, the Straczynski run. It's him wanting to try to... Like, he spends a ton of time trying to find Sif. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of time. And it's because he loves Sif so much. And that's what it's like... I love that aspect because they're both warriors. Uh, She doesn't need him to save her. Mm -hmm. And it's like, at this moment, yes, he was trying to bring everyone back, so yes, she did. But it wasn't this whole moment of she's going to get captured and stuff like that. So I like that aspect whereas Jane Foster can't do anything because she's just human compared to gods.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I thought one of the exciting things that added in there was I always forget the old guy's name.
1: Odin? No. Oh. no. no, No, the, uh, uh, the... The doctor. The professor. The, the doctor. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I forget his I name.
0: always forget his name, but I thought... Something like, German, I feel like. Was he German That's or was it. he Irish?
1: I want to say it was like some German kind of I, guy. Okay,
0: now I feel so uneducated because I, really, <laughs> I, I, I really should know that. But these are... Like, They're yeah, secondary are... characters. Anyways, but what I'm saying is the fact that he had a background with those stories from mm-hmm. Asgard, you know, with, yeah. with Norse mythology... That was a kind of a nice little thing to add in there, but at the end of the day, it didn't
1: really do a lot. They are like, oh look, it's Mjolnir. It's like, yeah. 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 It's, it's Thor's hammer. I'm pretty sure any, like, I educated think, person knows about Norse mythology. Or at least I that don't. was my thing, is like, <laughs> how, how don't you know who Thor is? These are also people who are working for, for a university. Yeah. Aren't like, they? they're scientists. Like, yeah. they're intelligent scientists. Yeah, there was—I mean, there was a lot of plot stuff that uh, happened in that movie. So I feel like I'm ranting and raving too much about Thor. <laughs> You're—you're yeah.
0: you're, you're right. I suppose I—it wasn't that I thought there was anything wrong with the second Iron Man movie, but I found it bland. Thor had a fantasy element that I liked for a bit, for a bit. But it still had that. Yeah. Loki was there. That's true. I did Loki. Even though I thought Mickey Rourke was good. Um, even yeah. though I thought Mickey Rourke was good, I wasn't super into that character.
1: Yeah. Whiplash. Oh, yeah. I mean, because he didn't really do it. All his character was is, I have a grudge, I'm super smart, I'm going to attack Iron Man. Yeah. And his grudge wasn't even really valid. It was like, my dad stole plans, and then his dad stole them back, and I'm mad at him. Yeah. It was It was a weird, like, miscommunication thing that ended up with the it might be in my opinion, the worst superhero boss battle ever. Is that fair? It is fair. What about the uh,
0: first Spider-Man movie? But I don't. Kidding, I don't. I'm kidding. Kidding. I I'm kidding. In, this,
1: in the Marvel. In the Marvel. And and ever.
0: <laughs> I, I was joking just to make you mad because the first Spider-Man movie actually has some pretty good fight in it. Yeah, yeah. I was totally being facetious. Yeah.
1: But the battle is whiplash does some whip stuff it mm-hmm. hurts them they're like oh we don't know how to hurt him and then he like pulls up his helmet kind of thing and goes you'll never be able to defeat me and then Tony Stark turns to Rhodes and he goes hey hold up your arm like we did that one time and then they shoot a blast and it kills him mm-hmm. you go, it was about three or four minutes it's all coming back to me. I remember that scene now. That was yeah. pretty goofy. The whole movie actually had elements to it that were good. Um, you had him dealing with alcoholism and I stuff liked like that. I that part, yeah. And then you have him realizing that he needs to step up, that he actually is a hero, even though he doesn't want to be. Yeah. Um, and so you had all those elements to it. It just came down to the last moments of the movie were just so disappointing. Yeah. That That's what everyone sticks in their head. Yeah. And so... With Thor, it was the whole Earth stuff. Just overall movie-wise, I think it's because people like Robert Downey Jr. more than they liked Chris Hemsworth, yeah. even though Chris Hemsworth is an amazing Thor and a lovely man. Um, <laughs> in the Jr. Avengers, in the in the Avengers, Hemsworth. he might be my favorite. Thor. Yeah. Oh I think so. I love the moment where he like Thor and Cap kills the uh, kills the giant worm whale yeah, beast thing. That was great. And then Hulk punches him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I laugh whenever. I, yeah. So he he drives his hammer through that huge worm. Yeah. Comes out the end and then yeah wants to the fight. And they're all like <sighs> uh, And then Hulk just like boom <gasps> boom
1: right in the side. That's yeah. so funny. It was great. Yeah. <sighs> so that was Iron Man three came out after Avengers and that one was it was okay. It was, just, it was more of a darker tone to it. A lot of people died, um, and a lot of people got hurt. And then at the end, Iron Man said, he told Pepper that he's done being Iron Man. He said he's done with the distractions because they had this thing going on. That was her Christmas present. Um, but then at the end, as he's driving away, he goes, there's one thing that people don't understand. And he goes, the suit is an Iron Man. I am Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And so then he like, leaves, and that's the end, of the end of the movie. And so it was like, oh, okay, he's still going to be Iron Man. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people were speculating, is this going to be the last we're going to see of Robert R. Jr.? There's people saying that this was his last movie. For some reason, I don't know why. I wouldn't um, think that. No. I never got that idea. And so after that, Thor 2 came out. Um, and then when Thor 2 came out, shortly, shortly before, like a month, came the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Mm -hmm. Um, which I don't think you've watched I haven't watched it and I've been keeping up and the first half of the first season is really slow and kind of boring which is like which is why a lot of people fell out of it Um, however when Captain America Winter Soldier came out which is an amazing movie um, it kind of it's the best solo movie out of in my opinion of all the Avengers characters it's up there with mine Yeah. oh yeah solo so yeah Yeah, it's mine as well Um, and so, in Captain America Winter Soldier, for those, this is, so, spoilers, I mean, we should have probably said that at the beginning, we've been spoiling all these movies, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is gone, mm-hmm. because of Captain America, and so you have an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, and so people were going, how are you, how are you going to do this, because S.H.I.E.L.D., no S.H.I.E.L.D., and so what happened is, um, it changed everything in the show. And so, at that point, the show became really awesome, and they started diving in and connecting in with the movies even more. They had characters from the movies in the, uh, not big, not the big names. But, but they had a couple. They had a couple. I mean, Samuel Jackson was in it as Nick Fury mm-hmm. a couple of times, and then you had uh, Jasper Sitwell, the guy with the glasses in the Captain America movie, gets thrown out of the car by Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. He was in the show a couple of times. Okay. Um... And then yeah, I haven't seen that show, from, but I hear good things. From there you have Guardians, which came out, which has nothing really to do with the Avenger storyline right now. Um, it has nothing to do with Earth. Mm-hmm. Which I think was awesome because that they made it their That's own That's what made it so good. Yeah, they made it their own movie. Yeah. I mean, yes, they had the Collector, which you saw in Thor two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they I had forgot Thanos, about that, yeah, yeah, which the they author. had at the end of Avengers. So that they had that connection, but really, they it was their own thing to do with. And I had a friend who was talking about um, the Marvel movies, and he was wishing that some of them would kind of go off and do their own thing, and not be so connected. Um, huh. And it was—it was really interesting. We had they a discussion. They go on their own,
0: though. It. I mean, that's what the solo movies are
1: for. Yeah, but they still are connected. Like, they still talk about other characters. We're in Guardians. All he had Hard was just to. Guardians characters. I know. But the Guardians are a
0: team unto themselves. Yes. Whereas Avengers are also a team unto themselves.
1: Yes. And then you have the Defenders, which is Daredevil. Um, so it's going to be Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage. And so Daredevil came out about a month ago. Great, um, great And show. it was amazing. And I binge-watched... Almost all of it in the weekend I watched it in a week Yeah, yeah And I Anytime anyone's watching an episode You'll sit down and watch? I'll sit down and watch it I sit down and watch it Because because, uh, it's really good Our roommate's
0: been watching it And I will sit through entire episodes
1: Yeah Yeah. Ben's going through it now Is he? Yeah What's he thinking of it? I think he
0: likes it Lance likes it, right? Yeah Lance definitely likes it So we have uh, some friends Who all like this Daredevil show And I think if if you haven't seen it Heads up, it is quite dark. It's very violent. It's gruesome, uh, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because I know DC and Marvel fanboys kind of give each other a hard time, like, oh, DC Universe is always so dark, and it's no fun, whereas the Marvel Cinematic Universe is so fun, but then Marvel fans still like Daredevil, which is very dark.
1: Well, I don't think it's so much of... I've heard some people say that. Here's my thing about the DC universe that they're trying to do with the movies. They're trying to make the movies dark. Make Batman dark all you want. That's really cool, because he's dark. Yeah. I don't care. That's what makes him Batman. If it was lighthearted, it would not be Batman. He wouldn't be Batman. Yeah. Um, Superman is very lighthearted though. Except when you get deep down into his hardcore stuff, it becomes a little darker. Um, but he's he's always been. He saves the day at the end. Yeah. And everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's Superman. And so, with what they're trying to do... I mean, I haven't seen it. So, we're going to talk about the DC movies next week. Because we're going to be yeah. talking about Batman vs. Superman. Um, it hasn't come out yet, so no one can say anything, really. Um, about how dark the movie actually is. But it just goes back to, like, Man of Steel. Where they took the color out. Like, they satirized the color. Yeah. And so, like, I want this vibrant colorful movie, which the... No, they desaturated they de- it. Yeah, desaturated yeah. Yeah. And so, I want that vibrantness out of Superman, and the Marvel movies didn't hold back. Like, there's so much color in the Marvel yeah. movies. Yeah. Even in Captain America, where it's bluish tint because it's war, they yeah. still had the color of his suit pop out. Yeah. So, I think, I think that's I where people are talking about more.
0: Yeah, I think... I just want to see Batman be more. I want I want the Batman vibe in, in the next uh, few Zack Snyder flicks. Maybe they aren't all going to be Zack Snyder. Yeah. Uh, I just want the fantasy element to be in place. And based on what I've seen from the trailer, it looks like a more fantasy-oriented movie than yeah. the Nolan Batman movies. Yeah. It definitely has that element too. So hopefully, I know that's kind of my theme. I, I tend to like things that are big and epic and fun. But Batman needs to have something more to it than just blatant realism. Yeah. When you have car- when you have a character like Superman in the film with him.
1: Yes, that's got to be there. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we were talking about how interesting it would be if like every time Batman was. on Yeah, screen, every scene with Batman is like in the dark. It had this darker tint to it, but mm-hmm. when it was Superman, it had this bright and colorfulness to it.
0: And then when they're together, you can almost feel the feel the two clashing. Yeah. If they could. If, if that's, I should say, if that's what they are doing, I would love that.
1: Yeah. I mean, that would be really cool. Because uh, there's a video on YouTube, which we're going to talk about next week, because <laughs> this is DC, yeah. uh, Superman, Batman stuff. Uh, we were I mean, talking about Marvel. And then, I, so.
0: the reason this, I still think this conversation is still relevant because we're talking about superhero teams. The Avengers being the primary superhero team in Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. I don't care... If you if you like Fantastic Four or Guardians more, they're no, not they're, they're not the they're primary team
1: because Avengers is everyone. It's Aven- not, yes, it's, it's gotten to this point where everyone has been on the Avenger team. It's like Justice
0: League. Yeah. So, um, and that's what Batman and Superman is yeah. about to become. Yeah. Is it's Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. I'm really excited to see where they take
1: it because I think mm-hmm. it could be really good. Yeah. I'm excited. Joss Whedon's excited. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's pretty much led us up to this movie now, um, which is Avengers Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. and the S.H.I.E.L.D. show actually kind of introduces it, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I thought it was really cool because it's kind of a a little gift for the S.H.I.E.L.D. watchers. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not going to say anything about how they introduce it just because of the people who haven't seen the episode or they want to watch it. Um, it's really good. I really recommend watching it. Suffer through the first, half of the first season because it it definitely gets better throughout the rest of the series. Um, And then, so yeah, Avengers Age of Ultron. I'm excited. I, uh, when you said that you don't know much of Ultron, I think that's for the best. Yeah. Um, Because I hear they do take some liberties with the Ultron character from the comics. And so, and not liberties as in who he is and all that, but like who created him and stuff. Because in the comics it's Hank Pym. Okay. Who creates him? Um, so, I have, because I have a friend who is very skeptical, skeptical about it, who really likes the comics, and really likes Hank Pym, and so he said the movie was still really good, even though he knew, because he knew going in that stuff like that wasn't Would a movie, be different? Would be different, so, um, I think not knowing anything about it, you're just gonna love the movie.
0: Well, kind of what I liked about the first Avengers flick was that it seemed to be, uh, a culmination of elements from Six One Six and the Ultimates. Oh yeah, I mean I like of, that. All I like the that. movies have kind of been like
1: really that. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so if we, getting okay, getting back to that, uh, getting back on track with Six One Six and the Ultimates and Avengers, Marvel, yada yada yada. Uh,
1: our trade of the week to discuss uh, is Siege. Siege, Marvel's Siege, which was a cross event from all the different. It was you know, the first Marvel crossover that
0: I ever read. Yeah. And I can't believe that I read that five years ago. It's That's a long time. It's been a while. Yeah. I haven't read Marvel in a while. I still l- enjoy the movies, but when I was reading most of my Marvel stuff, that was five years ago. Actually, when I was reading most of my current DC stuff, too, because I, I guess I am more of a DC guy yeah. by default because of liking Batman so much. Yeah. But when I was reading most of my comics, that was probably about five years ago, um... At least with current stuff, yeah. That I was reading those things when they came out. Yeah. Blackest Night, Siege, all that when it came out. Um, Siege has some of the most spectacular action events and, and, and fight sequences I've ever seen. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's some
1: just full-on pages where it's just like, what? Like you almost can't
0: imagine. You almost can't believe it's happening. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's very colorful. Um, you read it more recently, so why don't you? T- I'm curious what you so, thought of it. it's funny that I read Siege after Secret Invasion. So Siege actually happens um, in a particular er- order. All the crossover events. Um, so it all goes all the way back to S- you mean the you mean you, you mean you
0: read it after
1: uh, you you read Siege after Siege S- New Avengers? No, no, Secret Invasion. So I'll, I'll get to that. Okay. Um, so Civil War came out a long time ago. Yeah. it feels like it just came out recently but it was a long time ago um, and the Civil War was the pro-registration act um, it had two superhero sites going at each other um, you have the the Freedom Act where you have the um, superheroes that don't want to be under the registration um, they don't <coughs> want to be controlled all all this jazz and then you have who are led by Captain America and then you have Tony Stark um, right. Iron Man leading the pro-registration Registration group And so they go out They clash out A lot of people die Like that's a huge thing A lot of people die During that run Um And then You find out that It was actually All caused by A group of aliens That is known throughout The comic Uh Marvel universe The the scrolls, Scrolls. I know about that Yeah Um, The shapeshifters Yes And so That's when Secret invasion Kind of starts And you start seeing That a lot of people Aren't who they are Um And so you have Uh heroes now fighting each other because some of them are scrolls. Mm-hmm. And then if you f- there was that whole thing Secret Evasion happened. At the very end of Secret Evasion um, the Queen of the Scrolls gets shot and killed by Norman Osborn. Okay. Um, and because of that they make him the head of the Avengers. Right. Um, and that's kind of what Siege is about. Yeah. Um, because then you have the Dark Avengers run which is Norman Osborn leading... Um, the Avengers, his own Avenger team, which isn't the actual Avengers like that we know. Yeah. I mean, so it just creates this whole thing, and then that kind of starts the... Um, I want to say that's when New Avengers started. Um, it had to have been, because they had to have team. two separate titles for both Avengers yeah, groups. and so that was Captain America's secret team that was running from um, Norman Osborn all the time. Mm-hmm. And then Siege happened, which was... Uh, Osborne, Loki, uh-huh. and the Hood. Um, it was their group all planning to take Asgard. Sentry? Sentry was part of Norm's mm-hmm. group. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that was a huge thing, and they go and they attack Asgard. Um, and it's this spectacular event of like battling and awesomeness. And it's movies. the Asgard floating over Oklahoma. Yes. Yes, which is a whole nother thing. There's so much about yeah. <laughs> right um, Marvel Comics right now. And so that's so at the very end, Norman Osborn is beaten, and um, the Avengers pretty much get their, their title back. They become the Avengers again. Mm-hmm. Um, the Registration Act is terminated. Mm-hmm. They said this was actually a bad idea. And yep. I've actually read um, and I thought about more. I mean, that was the whole end of the Civil War kind of thing. And when Steve Rogers realized that they were doing, that Tony Stark was doing the right thing in the beginning, it's because he wanted it, Iron Man wanted it to be led by a superhero. So that way a superhero was in control of the Pro Registration Act because what was going to happen is the government was going to do this anyways. Mm -hmm. And so he said let's jump the gun, let's get on this so that way it doesn't... Hurt us later down the line, Mm -hmm. and then it was a clash, and they are like, no, 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 we don't want that. And it was just this whole political element, which was really cool at the time, um, but at the very end, it just kind of got bogged down and a little weird with the Civil War storyline. Yeah, because
0: in 2010, we needed more things to add political confrontation. Yeah, definitely. That was a really really easy time for us. Uh, no, anyways, highlights from Siege. So many. There's so many cool parts. Yeah. Like, so many cool pages. Well, for one thing, the artwork in that is pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing I have to point out is Century ripping apart Ares, the Gosh, God of War, is one of the most brutal,
1: gr- gruesome, brutal yeah.
0: things I've ever seen. And on screen, I don't know that I'd want to see that. It would be gross. It would be way too gross. But yeah. in a comic book, it was awesome. Yeah. Like...
1: Uh, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Weird. And I also read New Avengers Siege, which Cody has as well. But that one, for some reason, stuck in my mind a little bit more. Okay. Um, and that had uh, Spider Woman interacting with Spider Man, one of my favorite scenes. Um, and it's Spider Woman scanning Spider Man to see if he's a scroll. And all like, because she's paranoid because she was a scroll for a while. Um, and so, like, she's paranoid about everyone. And he goes, mm-hmm. Did you just scan me? And she's like, I, I needed to make sure if you're alien or if that's just your personality. And because he was being weird. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh, that's awesome. And then, it go- <laughs> and then he goes, He goes, at the very end, he's like, Is this a date? Kind of like, <laughs> I like uh, yeah. Peter a, Parker. Uh, Peter Parker. But yeah, I really like them. They're good.
0: Both, both uh, Siege New Avengers and Siege are. Uh, great crossover events. Yeah, I need to read more Marvel crossover. I actually, I needed. What I need to do is go back and read Civil War and Secret Invasion because I had those explained to me, so I could just read Siege at the time because it was out uh, and yeah. everyone was raving about it. And I just needed, I just needed to read it. So I just had the story explained to me.
1: Well, this is the end of episode three. Of it's the end of episode three. Origins, Origins and adaptations. And adaptations. So uh, next week we're going to be talking about. Batman vs. Superman and DC stuff. Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. The Dark Knight vs. The Son of Jor-El. That's good. (laughs) Last Son of Krypton. All right. Except not. He's
0: Andrew. I am Cody. This is Origin of the Adaptations. Thank you very much for listening and so long.